Hi, this is Jack Tester. I'm the president and CEO of Nexstar. And welcome to another episode, another edition of Leadership Lounge. I have the distinct privilege of sitting here today with Kip Salas. Kip Salas is from Idaho Falls. What's the name of your business, Kip? It's Advanced Home Services. Very cool. Very cool. And Kip is uh, in town to, to attend a business planning workshop and agreed to kind of sit in here. And I befriended Kip. Uh, Kip and myself, uh, we go to Frank Blau's cabin every summer and spend time at the knee of the master listening to to Frank. Yeah, picking up pearls of wisdom. That's right. That's right. And uh, tell, getting told what we're doing wrong, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Good at. But I wanted to, to, to talk to you, Kip, because uh, I think you've done extraordinary things in your market. And I want to have you share some of your lessons learned. So real quick, uh, when did you start or buy or how did you come into Advanced? Um, I was working for a residential contractor for approximately a year and a half i'd previously been in commercial work before that and okay um after working for this uh, guy for a year or so i realized that i could probably do it better okay oh the typical <laughs> right typical technician thing right yeah what and, year was that uh 2000 was okay. the year that i had you were my, a young man then yeah 24 24 yeah. years old okay and so uh i had had my i guess the entrepreneurial seizure and decided I was going to start my own business and I decided to go out and uh, so right after Christmas I started my business and three weeks into it I don't think I'd had any work yet so okay (laughs) (laughs) really so my wife being the the worry wart she is uh she decided she better start prodding me because I was out fishing too much rather than working Okay. So I had went and got some business cards and some hats made up and started giving them out to all the contractors that were out now. You, you were trying to do construction at this time? Yep. All yep. right. So I, I given them out and finally started getting some plans and work started rolling in and, and we we got it going, you know. Okay. So you're doing new construction work when you started advanced back in 2000. Yep. How long did you do that kind of work? Uh, till 2009, the economy, you know, kind of took that out for a while and luckily we'd gotten into our service you know stride a little bit to keep us floating so all right so you're doing primarily new construction through 2009 you had started to do service and when did you join nextstar 2005 is when we officially joined yeah all right let me ask the question why um you know i was uh sitting in a tree stand a lot and reading plumbing and mechanical magazine and you're a deer hunter in case people want to know what that is that's that's where you deer hunt right right. bear hunt okay and uh I was reading a lot of uh, um, John Siegenthaler and and uh, Houlihan's articles, and and then I started to notice this guy named uh, Blau. Okay. And it started to speak to me. Oh, really? Okay. And uh, I guess it was speaking to me because you know there was more to the business than what I was doing with it. Okay. And you came into the business as a strong technician, right? You were a field worker. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No idea. I, what trade were you, by the way? Plumber. You're a plumbing plumbing guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you had uh, started to started business doing new construction, got Plumbing Mechanical magazines, reading Frank's columns, and spoke to. So then, what happened? Um, yeah, we started looking. Um, we went to some different trade shows and stuff, and was looking at the different organizations. Um, and I reached out to different uh, contractors that were members of these organizations, and you know, I remember talking to a few of them, and the ones that were from Nextstar really 
seemed to know what they were talking about and okay and wanted to help you uh-huh um, the other guys just kind of told you that you could do what you want and we do what we want and and uh you know took it from there so i went down to a member in salt lake cities and he said come and look you know so i went and looked at his place and i was just in awe so okay so yeah. that caused you to and so you were 28 years old 29 years old at this time is that about right if you start uh, 24 at in 2000 yeah it's a young man yeah 24 25 and then yeah so let's let's frame this a little bit further um your business is in Rexburg, Idaho. Rigby, Idaho. Well, whatever. Yeah. Rigby. Yep. Rigby, Idaho. Okay. <laughs> Rigby, Idaho. Mm-hmm. And uh, so how big is Rigby? Uh, Rigby, I think, is a little over 3,000 people itself in the town. So um, the whole That's county not very is, big. The whole county is 11,000 or something. I don't know. It's small. Really? So you were uh, scratching out a living in an 11,000 person county well we we have to go 70 miles one way 70 miles another way in order to you know get into the populations idaho falls is our biggest area and it's 20 miles below us and it's a population of 50,000 okay so you're within striking distance of 50,000 people 20 miles yeah which is around the corner in idaho i imagine yeah and that wasn't our real core area i mean at the time we were starting out too i mean our business was kind of northwards of us in, in Rexburg and then up into our tourist areas of, around Yellowstone National Park and stuff. So, Okay. So you were traveling to do construction. So yeah. this is where you started to build your service base? Kind of, yeah. And then also when we started the service uh, portion of it, I mean, it was a little easier at the time because I guess we just started putting ads in phone books in the yeah. areas that we wanted to, and that started helping grow, you know. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, so I think the the story here and the the, the interesting thing is, you your your market area is is 140 miles across. Is that right? Yeah. That's what I heard. The closest big city is 20 miles away, which is 50,000. You're not doing new construction anymore. Tell us about your business today. Uh, today we you know pretty much it's uh, it's a service business. We've gotten into. Um, the sewer repair business and replacement we we started bursting sewer lines and that pretty much took over our loss in construction when the economy went bad Uh, we've added hvac um, now that's half of our business okay and so so you're plumbing an hvac business and sewer and, and drains yep and how big is your business now, total revenues? Um, we'll be a little over 40, or uh, not 40, 4 million okay. um, in, in gross. Okay. So, so that, and, and I know you're profitable. You're doing a nice job. Mm-hmm. I was talking to your business coach, Jim Hamilton. He's bragging on you. So you've carved out a $4 million service business in a small market by anyone's definition, cross market. So let's, let's talk about... Um, kind of that journey there right let's talk about what was what were some of the the things that you were fearful of or the things that that um you doubted early on that you've overcome so talk about that yeah i think the the biggest uh fear i guess was just how to do it you know and how to do it right and worrying about what people thought about you and uh what you know customers think of you and 
and everything else that probably comes along with anybody in in this type of business. Um, so you didn't work for a successful company. You were working for a guy that didn't know what he was doing. So you started your own business. So you never worked in a service company, right? No, not at all, right? Um, I felt like I was going to work to babysit his kids, um, and that's okay. kind of what led me on to moving, you know, forward with my own thing. But um, yeah, so I had no idea. And when I reached out, you know, looking for help, that's you know, like when I found NextStar, there was a lot of learning from there you know yeah i had to learn the service system myself i had to go out and teach it to the the guys that we right we held on i mean we pretty much switched companies you know we lost a lot of the construction guys um because they didn't want to do service and so training them and and then consistently having to to believe in what we were doing and, and reinforce it with everybody you know was was a big challenge how did you how did you know what to do because so many com- if 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 you you hadn't seen success and hadn't been in a successful company and now you're doing it what who did you lean on how did how did you have the faith to step out and do what you did in a market where no one else is doing it yeah uh, i i think it's just well i know it's from next start because of our peers um one of the first shops i went to visit was mark gibson's in, in Indiana, in yeah. Indiana, in a small market, and uh, it was a real eye opener for me to see. Why is that? Um, just because it was a small market, similar to ours, um, rural, you know, yeah, a lot of farm, and uh, the people, the technicians, everything he had, he had a system. You know, the guys were doing well, so so you could see that you can do it there. That you could do it where you were. Yeah, is that the idea. Yeah, okay, um, and. You know, then I started meeting other people in Nexstar that were like us, also that have, you know, who are they? Uh, Brett Lasco, oh yeah, Peggy, um, Hildebrandt. Sure, here in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and so just the other smaller towns, I could see, you know, they were doing the same stuff we were doing, and we're still struggling and everything, you know. So uh-huh. just kind of getting together with them and always talking. So we formed a, a Peabod. Okay. Within, the, you know, that. And so. Did you do that because your challenges in a smaller market are different than a larger market, or is just so you could kind of support each other kind of because you're in the same place in life? Mm, I kind of think both. Okay. You know, that was the common thread, but a lot of the things that we think about, you know, marketing-wise and, and personnel, it's the finding people, you know, because we don't have a pool of technicians to pull from with, you know, a city like you know, that has seven or eight different big companies, you know, running where they're running all upfront pricing and okay. and everything else. So so you had to, you weren't, by the way, the people in the big city say it's hard to find people too, Kip. Just letting, I get that. Just letting I, you know I that. I completely so, understand that. You know. It's just, it, it's, uh, it's interesting when we do the recruiting, though, when we do pull from, you know, somebody from a city that they've came from companies that have been trained too, some, somewhat. Uh-huh. So, you know. It's just it. It wasn't in our area. It wasn't. Okay. You know, everybody was time and material. So, so you 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 found peers that you could share with, that you get confidence with, mm-hmm. right? That you could talk to and say, "I they can do it. I can do it." Vice yeah. versa, right? And yep. That creates momentum within your own group of people. Yep. Is that fair? Yeah, and you know, and then I would go down to Salt Lake and go visit Troy Nearings. Sure. And do ride-alongs with his guys. 
Okay. Um, and then I would sit in the office and, and kind of watch their dispatching and how they did their stuff, their trainings uh-huh. and all that. Yeah. So I've got, I got really good ideas and then I would take it back okay. and work on that stuff. So you made it since you couldn't, since you didn't have it local, you, you made a decision that you had to go to it. Yeah. Right. So you went to some of the bigger, more established companies in this organization in the world and you just observed. Yeah. Right. I observed. Listened. And uh, I fell back on, you know, utilizing my coach a lot, you know, listening to him. And it was Jim Hamilton, right? Yeah. That had to be painful. It it took three or four times for me to get it, you know, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jim's a talent. Right. Great guy. Um, But, yeah, I just, uh, you know, now I just listen and, and he says do something. And I just work on doing it. So you don't question it necessarily. I don't. I never question it. Yeah. You just. So, and, and do you try to do you do you try to customize it, or do you just just do it? I I just do it. I surrender to the system and and just oh, there's a, there's a line. Yeah, surrender to the system. Okay. Um, I I don't I don't need to try to invent something. I'm not the greatest business person. You know, I I I felt I was a great plumber. Uh huh. But I will, I'm still not a great business person. I'm learning every day. You know, yeah, I beg to differ with you, Kip, but I understand. <laughs> All right, okay. There's still the challenges, you know, um, uh, that I that I have to deal with, and recruiting is probably one of the biggest ones I right. face now. As the business grows, yep, and it really starting to take off, I can see the opportunity for us. It's just now recruiting and training and, and putting the processes into place. So your, your your growth challenge isn't market size right now. It's still how many people can you get on your staff yeah. to grow. That's still your challenge in your city. Yeah, as it, big as it is, as small as it is, I it should is. Say. Yeah, yeah. And I'm learning that I've just I have to adapt and be willing to train and be patient. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Can I go back to something, Kip? Mm-hmm. Something that you said early on. There's something about you mentioned what people think of me in my market, and that was kind of one of your fears or the head trash or whatever. The you didn't use those words, but. I asked you what was some of the, the hurdles you had to overcome. Yeah. What does that mean? What, what, we, never, we never went down that path. Well, you, when you're in a smaller community, you know, you see people, you bump into people a lot, the same people and everything. And, right. Um, you know, you was always kind of worried about what people would say based on that and what they would tell their friends. And, um, because you're high-priced? Is that what you're saying? Because of the price. Okay. Yeah. Did you get a little bit of that? Did you get a little bit of the who the hell's? What do you think you're doing now, Kip? Yeah, you know for sure. Um, and it, as it, like I said it earlier too, it's a learning curve for us going through it. As I don't know the, you know what I don't know and the value that we're supposed to transfer with charging more, you know, to do the job. Uh-huh. Um, I think that we sometimes just hear that we've got to charge the right price. The price is the price, but we don't understand sometimes without that training how, okay. how to provide the value to customers. So did that help you with, with this whole price issue is the price is the price, right? That's one of our mantras. That's one of coming from our founder, Frank, mm-hmm. right, that, that you can't run from that. And you decided to charge the right price, but you also knew that you had to create great value. Yeah. That's that right? Had to provide great value. Right. And the, the challenge was is, was not so much from myself providing it as getting the people on board with us to okay. to buy in. To buy into it. Yeah. And how was that done? Uh, a lot of ride-alongs. 
So you personally get out in the truck? I used to a lot, yeah. Okay. Um, and, you know, that was a three-day-a-week thing after I left the truck was still getting in the truck with the people that we were training. Okay. And getting them on board. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was that was part of your – to get them to feel good about it. Yeah. So they could give the price in a good way yep. and create that value. Yeah. And, you know, to trying to make some consistency – you know, happen in, that, in the business. No, you were the were you the first? Um, and this is gonna, a, a, an ancient term now, but were you the first flat rate company in your market that I was aware of? Okay, yeah. there's other others now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you were kind of the pioneer in the old west out there, so to speak. Maybe I guess I I didn't really do a lot of research into the other companies though that were out in our our market. I just kind of worried about our our company and went from there yeah that's cool so you didn't sit there and obsess over what they were doing you just you, you went out and found what was going on globally in the world that was making sense and you said i'm just going to surrender to the system now and do it rather than responding to the market or whatever yeah you know just i was struggling mm-hmm. um i knew there was there was another way and after seeing it you know it was it was just an eye-opener yeah you know to see something happen like that that's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, so you kind of got through some of the, the the early challenges of being the first in your market, not having a a mentor locally, not coming from a company that was doing this already. Um, kind of having the the self awareness to look outside of yourself and look outside of Rigsby for answers through Frank Blau, mm-hmm. through Troy Nearings, through the Gibsons down in in Indiana, and then through a peer group, through a, a, a personal board of directors, a Peabod. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That's uh, I think it's a great lesson, really, as you think about what you did, what you did there. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's still, you know, like I said, it's growing, it's happening, it's uh, it's that's why I'm here today. What do you so tell us what you what you want to accomplish uh, in the next year? What I want to accomplish in the next year, I would like to another fifteen percent growth. Uh, okay, that's what you had this year. Uh, I had 45% growth. Oh, that's not bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was a little unexpected. Okay. Um, uh, and I know that we could probably do it again. Okay. Um, but I don't want to grow and outpace what I'm capable of doing. Okay. Let's put it that way. So you think uh, now you're at $4 million and you want to put another 15% on that. Very cool. So it be over $5 million. Mm-hmm. Close to that. Right? Yep. Very yeah, cool. I want to maintain. You know, we've we've finally hit our double digit in profitability. Congratulations. Um, yeah, I want to make sure that the bottom line stays along the you know going with the top line. The right. top don't move unless the bottom stays with it. So okay, so you're gonna you're gonna move that up, but keep that percentage close to the same. That that's my goal. Okay. Yeah. And you're here to figure out a plan to do that. And putting that together, yep. <laughs> All right. Well, Kip, uh, anything else you want to say? This has been great talking to you. And I, I really, as much as anything, you're just an example of, of, of I think, an open mind. Because I've seen you sit in with Frank, and you don't sit there and tell Frank what to do. You listen. And when Jim's there, Jim Hamilton, you listen. And when other contractors are there, you listen. And when I see you at events, you know, you're not to give them answers. You're asking for answers, right? So you've got a very open mind. Yeah. And you've been great at, 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 uh, implementing change in your business so congratulations yeah and i think it's a great story i appreciate you know that's one thing i've been really grateful for is the uh the people that next stars provided me to 
to pick knowledge from, you know. Like Jim Hamilton. Uh, yeah, like you and Jim Hamilton and, and Frank and all the peers that I, I talk to at all these meetings. And it's been one of the best gifts I've ever gotten in my life. So Well, we feel the same way, Kip. So thank you. Yep. Thank you for that. Thank you for spending time with us here. Yep. No and uh, have a great business planning workshop here this year and a great 2018. Thank you very much. All right. Well, thank you uh, also for listening to another episode of Leadership Lounge. This is Jack Tester. We'll catch you next time. Thanks so much. 